Well, here's the thing. A lot of people can plan. A lot of people can plan too. It's less than the people that dream, but there's planners too. To go from planning, you got to go to the next step. Executing. Yes. Can you execute on your plan? Can you plan on your dream? So you get to the execution stage. What gets you to success? Well, a little bit of luck. So you prepare for all the things that you can do at the execution stage. And you hope for a little bit of luck. And there you go. I think that's the definition of success. Hi, I'm Tori Reed, the CEO of Victory & Noble, as well as the executive producer for Getting Deals Done. Getting Deals Done is about one of three dynamic intentions. Number one, the success mindset, which is about the visionary doer as well as the dream catcher. Number two, systems, what it takes to get deals done in the world. And number three, power, how big things are done in the world. Getting Deals Done is about impacting humanity one deal at a time. Our shows are produced for the busy executive in under 20 minutes with voiceovers that aim to clarify, inspire, and raise your collective business IQ. We hope the show will leave you supercharged with capital energy, focused with purpose, and ready to do your very best by being your best. Welcome to Getting Deals Done with Patrick Howell, my partner and a tenured financier, as well as someone who knows a thing or two about getting the deal done. We are pleased to share that we are staying healthy and hydrated throughout this edition of Here's to Life with Tori Reed, courtesy of our partners at Vivro Water, a sustainable solutions company that mirrors our commitment to clarity, focus, and a better world. Vivro's water solutions for business have already helped divert tens of millions of wasteful plastic bottles from landfills and waterways. Every day, Vivro systems across the globe help forward-thinking companies transform their own on-premise water into a source for pure and reliable filtered hydration. Let Vivro help you and your business leave a legacy of stewardship, health, and wellness that will literally make you feel good inside. Go to vivrowater.com, V-I-V-R-E-A-U-Water.com for more information. Dennis Nguyen is the CEO of Society Pass, an e-commerce company traded on the NASDAQ, headquartered in Orange County with offices in seven cities, including Singapore, Ho Chi Minh, Bangkok, Hanoi, and Jakarta. Society Pass is building the next generation of loyalty and data-focused marketing. It's an ecosystem of technology-enabled companies working together to change how consumer and merchants interact with one another. Think of it like going to the mall in Southeast Asia from the comfort of your laptop anywhere in the world. Let's listen to Dennis Nguyen, a masterclass on what it takes to get the deal done. All right, so this is part two of a two-part series on Dennis Nguyen, who is the CEO of Society Pass and quite the maverick, captain of industry, innovator, financier, and visionary. Let's talk a little bit about your story, your personal story and success as an entrepreneur. How did you make your first million and who did you help along the way and who has helped you? That's a very good question. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to answer that question for a myriad of reasons. But I'll tell you my story. When I graduated from graduate school, I worked at a bank called Sonnen Brothers. 
which became Salt and Smith Barney, yes. which of course became Citigroup. And in the late 1990s, the best thing that ever happened was them sending me from New York to Hong Kong to work. Mm. And I saw at that time, 3 billion people just working like crazy to get rich. And when everyone's trying to work like crazy to get rich, you know, there's just bundle of energy. You got to keep in mind, China was locked up in the socialist thing for the better part of 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Chinese leadership then, Deng Xiaoping and of course, Jiang Zemin, they liberalized the economy and brought in Western investors, of which we were a part of. So in the early 2000s, I started my own private equity firm called New Asia Partners. <laughs> and through New Asia Partners, we invested in a number of very exciting Chinese companies that got listed overseas and principally in Hong Kong and Singapore. It was through New Asia Partners that we created wealth for a lot of our shareholders. Fascinating. Fascinating. I think what struck me is you and I had a pre-conversation I think we had also spoken about your father, who I think had a tremendous effect upon you. Hmm. I mean, you actually cited him as one of your best mentors or one of your greatest mentors. My father was my mentor, my coach, basketball coach, my best friend, my hero. What did he do for a living? My father was a working class Vietnamese immigrant, refugee. He was a gas station attendant. He was a grocery store clerk, so on and so forth. And so, you know, I grew up in a household... That was run by my mother and father. They gave me everything in this life. We didn't have anything. We were poor. But, you know, one thing they said to me is like, look, what do you want to do with your life? Whatever you want to do, go work as hard as you can to get it. That's the country we grew up in. I've lived the American dream. As we increasingly move into a digital age and the definition of reality changes, it's important to consider basic definitions. What is the American dream? Really? We tout it so much, and it is so often referred to in American lore. It's the story we tell to ourselves over and over and over again about ourselves as a people. In the case of Dennis, the American dream is the reason his parents, Vietnamese and Chinese immigrants, had such high aspirations for their son. In this case, the American dream is harnessing a person's potential to its highest possible yield. And Dennis is the realization of their American dream, bringing all of his moxie, business IQ, and ingenuity back to Southeast Asia region with a legacy that is a full circle. In one generation, we went from being Vietnamese refugees to being the chairman and CEO of a, of a NASDAQ listed company. And so very, very thankful, grateful, whatever word you want to use there, for the opportunities that I've had in my life. I love it. My parents are also immigrants, um, and I'm a first-generation American, so I understand the dynamic of coming here for the first generation and what that blood infusion does to the United States, and you are the materialization of not only your parents' dream, I'm sure they're very proud of you, but also the American dream. Well, thank you. Yeah. I had a question that I wanted to ask you a little bit earlier. What drove your spirit to put this deal together? Why do society pass? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, my entire life has been investment banking, venture capital. Mm -hmm. So finance, if you will, financing companies mm -hmm. and bringing them to a much bigger stage. Like when I started this company, I was in my late 40s. When I started my company, it was very much for a legacy. I wanted to build my legacy. Interesting. Because it wasn't for the money of that, although it's great to build more wealth, but it's very much all about what can I do in the last 10, 15 years, 20 years of my professional life that I haven't done up to this point? And the answer, of course, is building an ecosystem that allows consumers and merchants 
to interact with one another in this new digital economy. Yes. You know, what's interesting is I remember first meeting you over at Skylight Bar and Restaurant in Westwood at Allen Stone's Wall Street Research. And any number of investors were very interested in what it is that you were doing. And you have a very compelling way of speaking to the investors. There was one conversation that came up in particular that was of interest and I think would be interesting to prospective investors. Why go public? Why not stay private? Well, a few things. That's a wonderful question. So we exist for our stakeholders, whether it be our investors, whether they'd be our employees, Mm -hmm. our management, so on and so forth. Going public allows stakeholders such as those people to recognize liquidity in their investment in society pass. And mm-hmm. we want to incent your investors to make money off of the investment that they made in society pass in the venture capital rounds that we had. In addition, to recruit high caliber employees in this world, people are going to know, well, it's nice that you give me a nice salary, but I want to build wealth. And the way to build wealth, of course, is to own equity in growing companies. As they own equity in society pass through all the KPIs that they meet, they get to build wealth. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do for society pass. And then finally, of course, as a public company, we're able to increase the visibility of society pass in the Southeast Asian market. And so through our currency of our stock, we're able to acquire companies, acquire leading technologies through the status of being a NASDAQ listed company. I love it. I love it. Now, for the purposes of Joe investor out there, a Joe consumer that just wants to understand Society Pass, if you were to describe SOFA or Society Pass by ingredients of known brands, what would those brands be? For example, Amazon is one part U.S. Postal Service, one part Walmart, and one part Napoleon Bonaparte for its world-dominating attitude. How would you sit there and compose or create Society Pass from existing brands that the consumer knows? Well, I would definitively say that we're an online mall. It could be any mall anywhere in the world. That mall has this store A, that store B, this store C, that store D that sells different products and services. Well, that's what we do at Society Pass. We sell hotel vouchers, airplane tickets. We sell fashion items, jewelry, women's products, beauty products, so on and so forth. We sell food and beverage. You want food to be delivered to your home? You want food to be delivered to your office? We do that too. And we combine all that with some financial technology, fintech, which is our loyalty points. You now can buy and transact in those verticals with loyalty points. Are there, are there society pass bitcoins? There are society pass society points, which is our loyalty points. As we grow this ecosystem, the inevitable result will be to digitalize the society points assets. Very interesting. So, I mean, I'm thinking mall meets potentially the Amazon of the future. Amazon's in a little bit of everything. I mean, you didn't say it, I'm saying it. In terms of how you're describing it, you're acquiring a lot of different properties across a lot of different verticals, a lot of different industries, putting it together and creating a singular experience for the retail shopper to be able to go on. And you're taking advantage of the fact that Southeast Asia, for the prospective investor and also for the prospective world traveler who knows anything about the world, and bringing that into clear, sharp focus for the American markets and also for the world. Fascinating. That, in a nutshell, I think, I think you got it, brother. Mm-hmm. You got it. Tell me this. Here's an interesting question for you. I think you've done a lot right. 
And, you know, in America, we always love to sit and tell the story of our success. But I think that you're also somebody that's very grounded. And I think that when you speak, you speak from a place of truth. I think you're into the business of stating precisely what reality is Mm -hmm. for your prospective investors to yourself so that you can create reality. But what, if anything, would you do differently? You can answer this question in one of two ways. You can either talk about society paths, your baby, or you can sit there and talk in terms of the incredible career that you've had. Actually, you have a legacy that's quite incredible to your beautiful children. You've been a law professor. You've been an economist. You're a venture capitalist. You're an entrepreneur. What specifically would you do differently if you had your, your wherewithal that would allow you to sit there and have an even greater contribution to society? Look, from, the, from when we're all young, we all have dreams. My dream when I was a young kid was to be an NBA basketball player. There's a problem with that. I'm Asian, half Vietnamese, half Chinese. I really can't jump that high, Patrick. <laughs> and so you can't play basketball if you can't jump high. It's really that simple. So dreams, what, what's the point of that telling you? That dreams evolve yes. as we grow older. Yes. As circumstances change. Yes. And so what would I have to do differently if I had, you know, I've enjoyed my life. I'm 52 years old, man. Hopefully we got another 30 years old. It's so important to be as flexible as you are willing in the manifestation of dreams. Sure, there's a power in standing your ground and persevering through every hardship to realize the impossible dream that no one else thought was possible. But what about being flexible to catch another wave, to create another vision with the benefit of those experiences, your principles, and an even greater vision? Many times, forward is the motion of progress. You're 52 years Mm. young. Well, I appreciate you saying that, sir. Hopefully another 30 years of life. I've enjoyed life. I enjoyed everything. Every single day, I love it. What would I do differently? Some of the companies that we've invested in, that society passed, for example, instead of making that higher, I should have made that higher. I think it's all about, if you're talking business, we talked about the three issues. It's coming up with a strategy, the business model, mm-hmm. who to finance it. Mm-hmm. And then the HR. HR is always the toughest. Yes. In every single endeavor that you do, finding the right person with the right skill set yes. to do that particular job. Yes. And quite frankly, uh, a lot of times we fail in that. There it is. Okay. Well, I want to dovetail off of something that you just talked about. You talked about dream manifesting, which is something that's really important in the context of getting deals done. We talk about business metaphysics, which is basically the ability to be able to operate from your principles and to be able to create a dream and realize a dream and manifest a dream. And I think you've done that incredibly successful, not only in terms of developing yourself, but also in terms of developing your various ventures. This is, like I said, your fifth time that you've taken a company public. This is your legacy project, as it were. Let's end on this question. Let's talk a little bit about what does it take to realize your dreams? What does it take to realize your dreams? Uh, That's a great question. Again, with the benefit of 52 years of doing stuff, I got to believe it comes down to a few principles. Everyone can dream. It's easy to dream. It's easy to dream. From the pot of, of dreaming, the next step is planning. Yes. To take the dream to the planning stage. Yes. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people can plan. A lot of people can plan too. It's less than the people that dream, but there's planners too. Mm-hmm. To go from planning, you got to go to the next step, executing. Yes. Can you execute on your plan? Can you plan on your dream? So you get to the execution stage. What gets you to success? 
Well, a little bit of luck. You prepare for all the things that you can do at the execution stage, mm-hmm. and you hope for a little bit of luck. And that. there you go. That's the definition of success. People ask, ask me, Dennis, what's the, the definition of success? I always say it's this. It's 70% hard work, which is the dreaming, planning, execution stage. It's 20% intelligence slash ability. So like, for example, I give you the uh, NBA thing. I work hard. I'm going to play. I do my jump shot. Really? Am I going to jump shot over LeBron James? No, I'm not. Why? I don't have the ability, the intellect to make that happen. And then finally, that 10% is luck. So you got to start off with that. And as you get to there, that little bit of luck makes it happen. I love it. What a blueprint for success from somebody who's done it, not only academically, he's also done it in the context of business. And he's an incredible, not only visionary, but also manifester. So Dennis Nguyen, Society Pass, we're looking forward to sitting there keeping track of your success on the NASDAQ, SOPA. Keep an eye on it, folks. I think this is one for the future. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate you having me out. Likewise. Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation with Dennis Nguyen. By the definition and the metrics of business metaphysics, he is a success. As he said, he's done a lot of stuff. He has not only been an investment banker in the U.S. and Hong Kong markets who built his own funds, he's also been a fund manager and a bank owner. And before taking five companies public, he received five degrees from disparate universities in various disciplines. From UC Irvine to John Hopkins University to the top business program at the University of Chicago, he has five degrees, including an MBA, a law degree, and an MA in international studies. His blueprint for success? Dream. Plan. And here's his form-fitting handle on that success. Execute. As Dennis considers Society Pass his legacy project after such highlights, makes me very intrigued. It seems as if anything he does, anything he sets his mind to, he will accomplish. Like a championship pedigree, dribble the ball down court, mean crossover dribble, step over your opponent, leap to the free throw line, and glide to the hoop. Put that ball in the net, then find a way to do it again and again until it's done. That's Dennis Nguyen getting the deal done. How are you executing your game plan? Now, go ahead and take your shot. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Getting Deals Done. Each show is engineered as meditation on success by the same team that has brought you success meditations on the art of life, as well as being your very best self with our flagship program, Here's to Life with Tori Reed. The Hilton Sacramento Arden West in Sacramento, California, is committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivery of a clean stay from check-in to check-out. Located a couple of exits from downtown Sacramento and California's capital, our hotel provides a world-class stay, amenities, and rooms at the center of the California experience. California is a world-class economy with visionaries, doers, and dream catchers at its heart. Our mission, as with Here's to Life and Getting Deals Done, is the highest possible expression of excellence, business moxie, humanity, and client care. As the world moves at a fast and sometimes hectic pace, we will provide you with a peace of mind. 
The Hilton Sacramento Art and West is here to make your experience a better one. We look forward to receiving you. I am Ginger Levert, Director of Sales and Marketing at the Hilton Sacramento Art and West. Our focus is on the customer experience and a pristine excellence. When you travel to Sacramento, stay with us and I guarantee your peace of mind. We look forward to bringing you another dynamic offering globally every two weeks. Be sure to join us for our virtual mastermind forum. And remember, prosperity is a state of being, not a ledger line on your bank account. <laughs>